Hey family, welcome to We All Need Each Other, the podcast from Transformation Ministry. Let me tell you some facts. Each one of us has unique ways of thinking, gifts, talents, and experiences. Each one of us was made in the image of God. Although those things are very real and very true, it is also true that we reflect the image of God very differently. When we come together with our differences and our uniqueness, we can help each other. We can help each other understand different perspectives and broaden our own perspectives. We can help each other grow and learn and understand the beauty of God and also the complexity of this world. That's why we wanted to bring you this podcast. In this podcast, we're gonna get real. We're gonna bring in guests that talk about things like faith, race, politics, relationships, ministry, and justice. With all that being said, I just wanna say thank you for being here. And thank you for joining us on We All Need Each Other. Well, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks for for joining me for this conversation. Um, this is a topic that I think is really important. That it's it's sort of a newer, emerging topic, at least for me, as I think about discipleship. So, um, you and I have talked about social media a lot um, over text and different conversations. So, I think you're over a good social person. media. Over <laughs> social media, mostly. mostly. Um, but no, I think you're you're a good source because I know that you're thinking about this too. You're not just you're not just uh, going a free for all on social media. You're really thinking about what it means to engage well and and all of that. So why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, where you're from? Uh, what your work is? And anything else you think is is valuable information? Sure. Um, my name is Ryan Fleming. I'm originally from uh, Goshen area. And um, 21 years ago, moved to Gary, uh, Indiana, um, where I pastor currently, and am a husband and have two kids, teenagers. That's why I'm bald and graying and starting to wrinkle. Nah, uh, they're great. Um, and yes, so um, yeah, I, I enjoy social media depending i go through i go through seasons with that um and certain platforms i like more than others um so so, so talk about that what what platforms are you on and then give uh, give me like a like a rough if you could estimate um like which ones you spend the most time on like percentage wise so here i'll give you i'll, I'll go first i'll give you time to think right. about it so I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, Instagram, I spend the least time on. Um, Facebook is probably next. And then Twitter is the most. Um, so I would say probably 50% of the, my social media time is on Twitter. And then maybe a little bit more Facebook than Instagram. So that's kind of where I land. How about you? Mm. Yeah, it would be uh, Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, um, I don't know, is um, YouTube considered that? That's kind of kind of a different type platform. Mm -hmm. um, and um, then I've got like um, 
so like WhatsApp, that's like personal conversations I'm having with, namely um, a spiritual pops in Jamaica, Courtney Richards. So, you know, we engage that way. Um, and there's a couple other like group ta- text things that I'm, I'm in, but I, I see those as kind of separate. So uh, Twitter by far, probably, I would say, man, at least 75% is Twitter. Um, Facebook, if I wasn't, um, if we didn't do stuff with the church, um, I probably wouldn't even be on Facebook anymore. Um, I might just leave it open, but um, yeah. And uh, Instagram, um, I'm on there more than Facebook. So, you know, maybe, maybe 15% IG and 15, uh, 10% Facebook. And two, you know, some of some of Instagram is, you know, there's a one area where I put a, a page together for uh, gardening stuff that I do. Um, I run the church's uh, Instagram thing and then my personal one. So that takes up some of the time that's there. Mm-hmm. But, yep. Yeah, I've been spending a little bit more time on Instagram, too, because we've I've been trying we've been trying to work to boost our presence a little bit for transformation ministries and i'm in charge of that so that takes a little bit more time and facebook as well so why okay let's let's get into some of the the reasons behind why is why is twitter your number one why is it why does it take up so much of that time and then why would you be willing to say goodbye to facebook if it wasn't for the church um um what did it didn't start out that way. Facebook was, I think Facebook's been around, I think longer than those other platforms. Um, but Facebook to me just got overloaded with people who are either like shamelessly self-promoting, um, especially back maybe two to five years ago when I was DJing a lot more. Um, people would tag me on all kinds of stuff that got exhausting, um, since 2015, 16 with the election stuff and all the drama surrounding that, um, that got exhausting to see people's, um, fights on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And if I'm honest, really some people that I looked up to or had a level of respect for that some was just shattered by what they were posting or what they would uh, repost. Um, and, I, and by and large, like now I, I won't scroll. Um, I'm scared to scroll for the fact of getting sucked into the hole of the rabbit trail of, of threads um, there's certain people that I'll get notified for and I pay attention to some of what they'll say on, on their, um, on their profile. They'll have some good stuff to say. You're one of them. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's what's there. Instagram, um, for me, it, it, on the personal side, it gets hard to keep up. Like there's a lot of maintenance. For me, I'm thinking, okay, what post looks good? Um, I, I want to make it, make the 
the image be something that someone will want to see or convey something. And then I'm thinking, okay, I, what hashtags do I need to put on there so that it, it gets into whatever algorithm and all that fun stuff. So that takes a lot of work, mm -hmm. at least for me sometimes. So, um, and that's just, that's a, that platform to me is really different than Twitter or Facebook. That's more image mm -hmm. uh, directed. Um, then Twitter for me is, they're not mega long posts except for if someone does a thread and links it, which um, I think for me, kind of um, not one to read long stuff. It, it's, it's good that way. I, I follow um, some various people and perspectives that um, I would like to think it helps me. Um, but also I can find, I've, I find there that I can find a lot of information um, local, uh, regional, national, even global, very quickly um, before any like broadcasted media, or news media, that kind of stuff, or just information. Um, you can you know check that stuff real quick if I don't want to Google it or whatever. So that's my take. Yeah, for me, uh, Instagram has, or not Instagram, but Twitter has has really replaced any kind of a news source, which that may not be good, except, I mean, I'm trying to, I, I try to have good uh, follows as far as I, I follow, I try to follow a variety of news outlets. Um, and I've seen other people's just kind of advice on how to follow some good sources. Um, I mean, you know, with the whole, this whole movement of, of fake media, fake news or whatever, and things being called into question, it is hard to know. It is hard to know what's reliable sometimes. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm, I'm trying to follow a broad variety of things, except Twitter gets to decide which ones come up in my feed. <laughs> so right. I'm right. not always seeing everything. Um, but for me, that's one reason why Twitter is, a, is, is more time, I spend more time there is because I'm getting a lot of information from there. I'm much more of a consumer on Twitter than I am probably on the other platforms. Um, Facebook is more of a, a connecting point for um, people who I have a relationship with, I would say. Um, and we'll talk about this more, but the way I use it is I, I try to, to, to spark conversations, but also just to see what people are talking about. Um, and then Instagram for me is just fun. Like that's all Instagram is for me. It's just fun to see people's pictures and, you know, the things they care about, put up some things that I care about, celebrate. My wife just won a big volleyball tournament. So I, I put, I put a bunch of pictures up of that. I just felt like it was fun. Um, that one's really lighthearted for me. The other two can get pretty heavy um, if I'm not careful. So when I mentioned that I'm more of a, a consumer on Twitter than I'm a producer, how do you view your different platforms? Um, so are they is social media a platform for you to to convey a message or are you more of a consumer of information um i i see all three of them as platforms to convey a message however um of the three 
probably Facebook is the one where I'm the most contributive that people are watching. Hmm. Um, no, I'll, I'm really not stirring the pot much on Facebook from time to time. I'll do, I used to do it more. Um, uh, I'll put some more, I don't know if someone would say controversial or more raw thoughts or, um, uh, less, I know on Facebook, I have to be really measured Hmm. and think through what I'm posting. Um, not, I'm much more quick to fire things off on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sometimes Twitter is my my uh, um, my therapist, <laughs> but, but um, also just try to share uh, certain things there. I know there's certain people that that follow that gain some value in certain insights or experiences. Put it that way. Um, Facebook, um, because we do a lot of stuff through church, um, whether people are following me personally or following the church's Facebook page, um, there's a lot of information getting out there with stuff. So, uh, especially through the pandemic that really increased my time content wise on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So whether that is information on what's what's happening or not happening um you know we we live facebook live our services um now i try to be interactive during a part of that with the people that are there um sometimes especially during the first uh spring through early part of summer um there was a lot of uh i did a lot of facebook live videos where i was speaking or did um you know a bible study or something like that um so that end is what's there. Um, Instagram, it depends what 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 are my uh, Instagram accounts I'm doing, whether it's a church or the garden one or, or my personal one. Uh, sometimes I share through both the same stuff. Um, so, yeah. Hey, sorry to interrupt. But if you're loving this episode and you want to access any past episodes or show notes or more content, visit our website, www.transformation58.com slash podcast. Okay, get back to the show. I want to talk about kind of like a philosophy of, of engaging social media well. And part of the reason this has come up is because... Um, Fairly recently, several people have told me or, or said to, to people near me, like they mentioned my presence on social media. Um, and thankfully, most of it's good. It's, yeah, it seems like most, they probably wouldn't have said it to me if it was bad. But, <laughs> it, you know what I mean? It, do, it does have me right. thinking about like the responsibility. Because um, sometimes I think that we can forget that people are watching. Right. Um, because it's just part of our day. It's a routine. It's a rhythm. Right. right. Uh, like you said, like you'll just maybe fire something off of Twitter. Um, and I can do that too. And I kind of forget, oh man, like there's a lot of people that could see this. Right. I don't have a huge following. I'm not some kind of like influencer or anything like that. But right. people have said they're watching me. And so it makes me think like, okay, how am I presenting myself? How am I engaging well? Um, right. 
So do you have a philosophy of engaging social media well and, and in good faith? Um, so now you're digging in stuff. Um, <laughs> yes. Like even as you were saying about firing off on Twitter, um, I have even in the last year and even, even more so last six months have been even more thoughtful in um, the knee-jerk reaction on Twitter. Like try to be very careful in that it's not something that's just emotive mm -hmm. that would change the content in such a way that I got to go back and apologize for. Um, so um, I remember it was probably a year or two ago, I posted something on Facebook and I quoted a, uh, a guy uh, uh, in an encounter, interaction with a guy on the street here at the church. And um, I got a phone call um, from uh, a pastor that's a mentor of mine and was asking about it. He, he didn't tell me to take it down. Um, he was processing with me if I considered the ramifications of how it would impact other people, um, the quoted content. Um, I understood where he was coming from. And it, I ended up taking it down or editing it uh, to edit out the, the explicit uh, language that was there. It, um, it left me with some more questions, though, um, in terms of how that, is, that, that philosophy gets applied. And maybe it's something we'll get into later, because I know you mentioned about discipleship and, mm. and social media. And something I know we have discussed um, probably at length at different times. Um, so, yeah, I try to be very, like, is this going to be beneficial? That's, that's one. Mm -hmm. um, is it true? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes, you know, there's certain things where, like, just this past week, I was having conversations with my daughter. She's 16. She sends me all these TikTok videos and stuff, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm feeling old right now, man. <laughs> um, but um, so, you know, that's her social media like thing, and um, she's very passionate about social justice and uh, that side of things. I don't know where she gets that from. Yeah, I can't imagine. Um, it can't possibly come from me. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but she, she starts, she's like, yeah, and so my question with her is, how do you know that's true? Mm -hmm. um, what are the sources? I'm trying to teach her, like, how to figure out what is the motivation of whoever put that content in that platform. Um, there are certain things for me that on, particularly on Facebook, because Facebook is of people who are following me. Um, friending me, however you call that, um, that's the most diverse. Mm -hmm. Like I've got, uh, from the political perspective, all over the map, mm -hmm. um, racially, culturally, very diverse. Um, from people from my church, from other churches that I grew up in. So you got all that mix of people. So sometimes I, I will or I have posted things, particularly for those that don't live in my context now, mm -hmm. particularly white evangelical or conservative um, 
uh, like where I grew up. Mm -hmm. um, uh, something to maybe start a conversation or cause someone to think about something. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one. There would be another context of sometimes I am particularly posting for my church audience, um, for people who are following me that are affiliated in one way or the other with the church. Um, as I'm wearing a pastor's hat, so what is what is a pastor of my church saying on X Y Z thing? Mm -hmm. um, that is something that I carry pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing that I carry pretty heavily is as a white male who has a, a white evangelical background is what what am I saying or thinking or processing given? certain uh certain issues maybe social justice issues of race issues of 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 economic maybe sometimes bordering into politics mm -hmm. about a a demographic of people who aren't like how i was raised mm -hmm. whether they be black or latino or 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 of a poor demographic what, what have you urban versus rural context that kind of thing so those things come in in my my. A couple of things that I thought about that I try to do, I haven't, I don't have like an overarching philosophy of my social media engagement, but a couple of things that I try to do, one is ask a lot of questions. Um, and I'm, I've learned that over the years from friends who, who have, who have just taught me, like, you can learn a lot more uh, by asking great questions and then just listening mm -hmm. rather than trying to just put your opinion out there and, and, invite a debate it's more like show some curiosity and then really listen to what people have to say so that's one way that's one thing i try to do i try to never tell people i haven't always succeeded at this but i try to i i try not to just flat out tell people you're wrong um and the times that i've done it i've actually prefaced it and i've said i don't normally do this but this time i think you're wrong um because I, I recognize it's not my it's not my place normally to tell right. somebody they're wrong. Um, we can talk about it, and I can we can disagree, um, but I'm not the ultimate authority. Um, and there are some you know some issues are exceptions where I can say, look, no, I know that this is a fact, and you and you're wrong. But I try not to do that very often because that just that kills a conversation. Um, and my, my goal, especially on Facebook, like you talked about, that, that's my most diverse group of people too um, on all the platforms. And those are the people who I have more real life interpersonal relationships with than the other platforms as well. Maybe, maybe not Instagram, but Instagram is not great for conversation. Um, but so on Facebook, I really wanna, I wanna foster conversations. Um, and I don't always do it perfectly well. And sometimes I, I throw stuff out there to just kind of like stir the pot a little bit, but ultimately like I'm hoping that there'll be a conversation that comes out of this. Um, and I've had a lot of people just kind of say, this isn't a good place for conversation. And I mm -hmm. get that, but I, I still have this hope and this like, I don't know, like it's happened enough for me that conversations have, have happened or at least have started on Facebook in the comments of a post. Mm -hmm. um, that then turn into like real life conversations, um, maybe face to face in the same room, maybe text messaging, maybe direct messaging, whatever it is. But like, like this is our new, 
this is our new language. Like one of our new ways of communicating is, is digitally. And so I consider those things like real conversations, obviously face to face is better, but yeah. What are you going to say? I was going to ask you a question Mm -hmm. because I'm curious. Is there a certain demographic that is telling you Facebook is not a good place for our conversation? Um, I would say age range. Yeah. Mostly older people probably. Um, but, but it's come from, it's come from a pretty broad perspective of people, uh, like maybe people who aren't as active on social media and aren't okay. as used to engaging in those kind of conversations because those, the conversations can get difficult. They can, yeah. get, they can get deep. They can get, uh, confusing. They can mm-hmm. get, um, uh, spiteful if you're not careful. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe, but I mean, I always try, if, if it starts trending that way, I try to get, I try to steer things back to be like, look, right. we're having a good conversation. Let's not ruin it with, with, with just being petty. Um, right. Cause that will kill things. And that, and then it becomes your stereotypical, you know, social media conversation that doesn't go anywhere. Um, right. But I just have this hope in me that like, we're all on these platforms and we, we should be able to use it for good. Um, so what ways have you seen that you can use it for good? Um, so before answering that question, it prompted a, a, a question, not a question, a, a thought of mine to um, something I try to do uh, both in person and online too, is in some of those challenging conversations is fight um, fight assuming certain things by the words people put on there or even caps lock mm-hmm. caps lock is hard <laughs> um because there's sometimes there's intention there but i try to follow up with questions like um help me understand break that down a little bit so i understand what you're trying to say are you saying um is this your perspective um help me understand that that's that's helped me try to understand someone who I didn't think was really clear or if I felt that maybe they were just knee jerk and didn't think through their answers or their conversation. Well, um, and I also tried to, as you were saying, trying to encourage conversation, like, like, um, I don't know if it's a pat on the back, I know for me, when someone asks me a question, hey, break that down for me. What do you, what do you mean by that? It helps open me up to clarify because sometimes I say stuff that doesn't make any sense or could be taken way out of intent or context. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And I'm with you, Dan. I, I, I've heard people say that, man, social media is not a good place for a conversation or um, that kind of thing. And part of me is like, part of me wants to say that's baloney because you're on it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like X, Y, Z person, certain people who are just posting dog pictures and their family get togethers and that's all they do. Hey, I I can, I can kind of understand that. But for people who are engaged, like they're always on their phone with stuff. um, Sometimes I wonder if that's a cop out. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I, I struggle with that because I get, I get like, you know, if we could Zoom or FaceTime talk, 
um, that's better than, mm -hmm. you know, just text talk and really face to face sitting down with you in the same space mm -hmm. is even better yet. Mm -hmm. um, however, like so much is of our life is digital now, better or worse. Um, like I'm, I'm there with you. Like I'm hoping that we could be mature. Uh, that we can grow in our ability to communicate well through words or, you know, I, I would, I even like early on told people use emojis uh, as part of your communication. Like, so even like I've had private conversations or like, small group conversations with people say from the church that I knew that the content of which I was speaking could be taken like I'm being mad at them. Mm -hmm. um, so one, I slow down Two, if it's a heavy topic and I have to put it out in a text format, like a Facebook messenger, we use that a lot in our church. Um, I will allow my wife to read it mm. and give input. Like, no, like she's, she's nixed an entire post uh, that I was going to share. She's like, that's either too long or that's too raw or you sound really mad. Mm -hmm. um, or if it's something that does go out, I'll put a, uh, like a smiley face emoji so that to try to communicate what my face is doing as I'm communicating that. Mm -hmm. um, again, like I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm hearing pastors that I know who would say, man, we need to sit down so we can see your face and hear the tone of your voice, mm -hmm. um, which I'm, I'm, I'm there. That makes sense to me. However, I also know that we can't always sit down and hear and see each other. Um, and in, in, a, in a time where we're engaging in that um, digital media, I think, we, I think we could be learn to be mature in how we do that. I forget your question, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't answer that. I, it was basically like, how can we use it for good? Okay. How can we use yeah. platforms for good? I, so here's one thing. As you were talking, it, it, it hit me. It was something that earlier this year, maybe even it hit me. There's, this year has been super heavy, like heavy content, heavy laments, heavy uh, wrestles with anything from school to weather to everything is just super Mm -hmm. heavy and you know I had tons of heavy posts and then it kind of hit me it's like you need to not just do heavy stuff but also stuff that is this is celebratory you were talking about your your wife winning the national championship congrats by the way mm -hmm. um uh like that kind of stuff that that can also help I think your engagement on any given platform so it's not just one you don't want to be the grump on on a given platform or you know it's just a diversity of stuff um i think you 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 brought up started to go there is when when conversations go kind of left not left politically but they they're just not going in the right direction is um i think it can be helpful as I don't know if you call it a moderator, but just kind of steering people um, graciously back. Or I've I've noticed I, I've I've read it in your post. I've tried to do it myself. Is really praise the 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 collective mm -hmm. audience for being mature mm -hmm. in in dealing with a heavy topic, or 
or um, um, try to embrace different perspectives, even if I disagree with them. Um, like, thanks for weighing in. Like that, I, th I think that's important as we use things for good. Um, so, you know, I th there's so many different ways, like social media can be such a tool for from anything from information to entertainment to um, just kind of allowing us to breathe or kind of lament a little bit or mourn certain things to like um, in the church world, evangelize. Mm -hmm. um, get get message out, um, challenge, like all those different things. I just wanted to pause right here and say thank you. Thank you for joining us and being here with us on the We All Need Each Other podcast. If you want to support us, please don't hesitate to stop by our website, www.transformation58.com slash give. Thanks. We all need each other. You recently watched the Netflix uh, documentary, The Social Dilemma. What are some What are some thoughts uh, about that? So you suggested it to me, and as I started watching it, I was like, "Man, this is super heavy." I got, I really need to digest it. So I broke it up into several different watchings. Um, so. One of the things that hit me is like, this is, this is scary. Like, this is um, not like scary, but the impact, the, the influence and the manipulative way that social media works and like the algorithms and the way things are monetized and set up um, is pretty intense. And then part of me was like, okay, I'm, I'm filtering. Okay, is is this information accurate? Let me, let me. Some is you're trusting in this docu film that they're giving you accurate things, but you know they're given the the people who are talking and given their qualifications, what they've done, and then you know you're putting trust in what they're saying is who they are. Mm -hmm. um, that aside, you know, you got people that worked on the inside of these big platforms and they're saying how manipulative potentially it can be. What, what struck me was a couple of things. One, it seemed like all of them had hope um, with it, mm -hmm. that there was hope that it could be a tool to be utilized well. Mm -hmm. Um, there seemed to be unanimous thought that without um, guidelines um, in the church world, we would say discipleship, um, um, that is going to run amok, and it has. Um, that um, I heard several times that um, truth is not found in uh, the social media platform in the digital world, like that, that the computers and all that kind of stuff can't develop truth. Mm. That is something outside of that realm, um, which I found really interesting from a like apologetics side of things. Um, right away, it came to my mind, um, and you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Um, the part perspective of of having a relationship with God as a foundation of what is true. Um, 
I thought of, as I was watching it, I thought of people across age brackets mm. that seem to have really fallen into this world of, of social media craziness. Like it's, part of me says like, man, these people might've always been this way. Or part of me says they've changed. Mm. Like, like social media is discipling them, mm. not the other way around. Um, like they are being, they are being really influenced mm-hmm. to, to um, some people in a good way and they're growing in, you know, maturity as a person, maturity in, you know, different disciplines of life or spiritually. And there's a lot of people that slip the other way and don't really see it. Mm-hmm. Like the guy uh, with the dreadlocks, it was really soft spoken. He talked about how just the aim is to tr- change just a little bit over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, like his perspective was really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and one last thing I, th- I thought, and I told my wife this, <laughs> I said, I said, all these big tech guys uh, who were involved in these platforms, none of them would allow their children to be involved on it, which is, that's super, super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something to think about. I mean, we both, you know, you and I both got teenage kids and um, yeah, it was, it was a lot for me to think about. And we'll we'll start this as kind of like our closing statement, our closing section of this, of this conversation. But I want to say a couple things. One is that, um, you know, as we're, as we're talking and we're, we're, we're sharing our thoughts and our, our perspectives and our opinions. I want to make it clear to anybody who ends up watching this or listening to this, that I'm not, I'm not trying to come from a place of authority or um, expert, expert status. Um, I'm trying to figure this thing out. And if you've, you know, if you are one of those people who, who sees what I put on social media, you know that I'm not perfect. <laughs> um, but I'm, but I'm trying to do it well. I'm trying to engage in a way that honors people and honors God. Um, and then with the, with, with the Social Dilemma um, documentary, it, it's made me hyper aware of um, what's popping up in my feed um, and making me question, like, why did that come up? Why did that person come up? Why is that person coming up? Why is that ad showing up? Um, because it's not just this it's not just this random flow of of information um there are things behind this because those are those are companies that are trying to make money mm-hmm. and they make money by keeping you attached keeping you keeping your eyes focused longer um giving you what you want to see so you'll stay around longer so that's another thing too is as i'm you know i kind of have this daily routine um that i go through um, <clears throat> I say it's me like catching up on the news of the day, but a lot of times it's just, well, let's be honest. It's like entertainment and that's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it makes me more aware of, of how I'm, how much time I'm spending doing that. Um, and which, which messages I'll give a click to, or I'll give a, a, a like or a retweet or whatever. Um, and the guy with the dreadlocks that you're talking about, the one thing that he said at the end, and it's like the smallest, most practical little thing. 
He's like, never watch one of the videos that's suggested for you on YouTube. You always take the time to decide what videos you want to watch. <clears throat> and that's, that's specific to YouTube, but it's also, it also can be specific to other platforms. And we can decide who we want to follow. We can decide, yeah, whose posts am I going to like open up all the way so I can see or what threads am I going to explore? Um, and we can take a little bit of control. Uh, of what we're seeing and what we're doing. And I think that's, as we talk about discipleship and as we talk about uh, honoring God, as we talk about just being, being a good presence on social media, I think we have to remember that we're in control and we can make these choices. Um, and we have to be intentional about those choices. Um, just like any other aspect of life, it feels different, but in a lot of ways it's the same. Like I can choose whether I drive recklessly or not today. Um, I can choose um, how I speak to people today. Um, I can even choose um, whether I believe my first instinct about people or whether I dig a little deeper um, when I meet someone. Um, those are all choices I can make. Sometimes it feels like it's just like I'm just kind of like this, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, a victim of, of time and, and assumptions and culture and everything else, but we're not. We, we've got the ability to make these decisions and, and that should apply to social media as well. So what, what's your closing statement about, about social media? Um, good points, Dan. One of the things that was really encouraging and, and challenging for me watching you on social media was um, what you displayed, at least what I could read or, or view on social media as a stance of humility. So um, at various times you have said you have apologized. Um, you have, you have removed a post. Um, you have shut down um, contentious conversations. Um, probably at the hindrance of traffic to your given um, profile. Right. Um, I think those are mature and wise things as we engage in social media, that we approach it, like, as you said, we don't know it all. Mm. We could be wrong about something mm -hmm. and to have a measure of humility. And I think this is something that I'm, I'm hopeful for as um, myself and for others is if we have said something that is wrong or hurtful, or destructive um, in our given platforms that we take accountability for that mm -hmm. and be willing to uh, own up to that and say, you know what? I was wrong. Um, I, I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to delete this. I'm going to remove this. Even if it's got traffic like crazy, mm -hmm. even if it makes us popular and gets something trending um, like that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be our goal. And, in fact, that, that, that was even a message within that, that documentary mm. um, that just getting the trends shouldn't be the goal of what is there. Like there should be accountability for it. Um, I think there's tremendous value in the platform to um, do tremendous good. Mm. Um, I think there's some practical things that we can do in disciplining ourselves. For myself, what I've tried to do when I've sat with somebody is take my phone when I'm there, turn it over. So I'm not seeing the notifications pop up 
and distract me um, and definitely silence my phone mm. or even turn it off so the zzz zzz isn't, isn't there because it's distracting even for me. Mm -hmm. um, for my family, one of the things that we try to do is when we're having dinner together is devices are not at the table. Um, so not only not ringing, but not at the table hmm. so that we can connect and do that face to face. Really good stuff. Uh, I appreciate you doing this with me and, um, yes, sir. yeah, yeah, let's do it again sometime. Yes, sir. Sounds good.